Welcome to the I Am Winter Solstice Symposium and Fire Tenders Gathering. We are happy you are here. Please find the full schedule at IamSymposium.com. So Kuan Yin was born to a king and queen um, a thousand years ago in China. She was born as the third daughter to a king and queen. And when she was conceived, her mother dreamt that she had swallowed the moon. And um, and then um, when she was born, she was covered with a um, whole cloud of rainbow-colored um, mist. And her parents were so disappointed with, um, with this birth because they had two daughters. They wanted a son. And so um, they, they didn't notice these symbols of... Um, they didn't notice these symbols of divinity. So they named her P- Mio Shan, and I am going to continue to use that name because um, she was given the title of Kuan Yin later, and that comes in the story. So Mia Shan was not happy to be part of a palace. She was she liked be, being by herself, being outside. Uh, she liked dressing in very plain clothes. She didn't like all the food and the hoopla and the festivals of being part of a palace. Um, her father wanted all of the daughters to be married to rich men. And he married off his older daughters. He finally found someone who might be interested in in Mio Shan. And um, it was clear that she was not going to be interested in this man because he was a military man. And she said, no, I won't do this. I won't, will not marry him. Um, if you would find me a healer, then I would be glad to marry such a person. And we could go out and heal things in the world together. But her parents weren't willing to do that. So they gave her the worst jobs in the palace. She had to scrub the floors of the kitchen and and clean out the um, fires and things like that, the fireplaces. So finally her mother decided to follow Mio Shan's wishes and send her to the nunnery of the White Sparrow. Um, and Mio Shan was very happy about that. She um, was also given hard jobs there because uh, her, her father asked the head of the nunnery to do that for her. But that didn't matter to her. She was very happy. Finally, her father's anger just broke. And honestly, you just would not want to have this man be mad at you. He sent 5,000 of his 
warriors to the nunnery and they surrounded the buildings and set fire to the grass. And the fire, the flames came around and and closer and closer and the women were terrified and they were screaming and they were mad at Miao Shan because they knew this was her fault. And so she uh, reached up and pricked the top of her mouth and blew blood into the sky. And it changed as she gave prayers to the Buddha and it changed into clouds and rain came down and put out the flames and everyone was saved. Soldiers went home and it was calm for a short period of time. But her father was not going to let this go and he sent his palace guard to get her. And They tied her hands and her arms and they marched her back to the palace to the execution square. She kneeled, the executioner got his big sword and hit, started to hit her with it, but then there was white clouds and white light covering all of them and his sword disappeared. So he got out a silken rope, tied it around her neck, and tightened it until she could no longer breathe. At that moment, a white tiger came and took her body in its mouth and took her to a cave. And this was the time for her to go on to other realms. So she found herself in a, a very dark, scary place where there were other souls and they were screaming in agony and, and being tormented. So she, she started blessing them. And as she blessed them, then they would kind of go up and just disappear because they were being born into newborn babies. There was a man who appeared. He had flames coming out of his head and out of his mouth. Wen Yo Wang, and he said, what are you doing here? And she said, well, I'm, I'm blessing these souls because I don't really think they belong here. So he sent her back to the cave and she went back into her body and sat very quietly and prayed again to the Buddha. Shortly, there appeared a great light again, and the Buddha stepped out of it. And he greeted her, and he said, I have something for you. 
and he gave her a peach. And he said, this will nourish you while you study to be enlightened. And she took it and she bit into it and it filled her throat and it kind of dribbled down her chin and she felt very nourished. And she went to an island and she studied there for many, many years until she was at the point of becoming enlightened. And she decided that that wasn't the right focus for her. She hesitated. And no one who had gotten that far had ever hesitated before. And she decided that, no, it was her job, really, her destiny, really, to stay on earth and become a bodhisattva. And this is someone who teaches other people to be enlightened. And she decided that she would only become enlightened if all the other beings on earth were enlightened, too. So at this time, her father was in the palace and he was dying. He had jaundice and he had terrible sores all over his body. There were medical people there who were trying to save him and giving him salves and, and giving him potions. And there was no one who could save him. So... They didn't know what to do. There was nothing left. But there was someone who knocked on the door. A servant went to answer the door. It was a monk. And the monk came in. They invited him in. And the, the king said, well, what can you do for me anyway? And the monk said, if you can find someone who is out without anger, who would be willing to donate an eye and an arm to you, and I could take these and make them into a potion that would make you well. And the king said, who would do that for me? And the monk said, I know someone who is without anger. And he was sent, and he ended up speaking to, to Miao Shan. And he told her the story of her father. And she said, my father is an angry man and a cruel man. And he has killed many people. He doesn't deserve forgiveness, but I have forgiven him. And I will indeed do this. And she gouged out an eye, and she had one of her arms cut off. And she gave these things to this monk, and he took them back to the palace. And 
made them into a potion, gave them to the king, and the king was saved. The king got better. Well, the king and queen wanted to know who this was who had done such a thing, and they were taken to see Mioshan. And they couldn't believe it. They cried and they wailed. They said, why? Why would you do this? And she said, you know, I, I will be able to see out of a diamond eye. I will have a golden arm. I will be fine. In that moment, there was great clouds of rainbow colors that covered her and flowers came raining down and she became Kuan Yin, she who hears the cries of the world at that moment. And she is still here for she hears the prayers of anyone who wants to speak to her and ask her for help in their own journeys. So as I was preparing the story, I realized that um, I had a tool available that might be helpful to you all. And this, I, I was a teaching from Tara Brock, who is a psychologist and well-known Buddhist teacher. Um, many of you may be aware of her. And um, she, at one time when I, I saw her um, speaking, she said this is used to awaken the bodhisattva heart that you all have that we all have. Um, and it's an acronym called RAIN, R-A-I-N. And I'm going to kind of describe this to you. But I'd like you to just take a couple of deep breaths, if you will. So R, uh, I'm sorry, a, <laughs> yes, the R means recognize. And this is a time for you to recognize whatever, whatever emotion is going on right now. Or maybe it's something that's happened this morning or yesterday or something in the last few days that has caused you distress whether it's fear or anxiety. Or judgment or blame or irritation. So you recognize the emotion that you're carrying and you're carrying right now. 
And then A stands for allow, which is allow yourself to be with this emotion. Just allow it to be. Let it be here. Don't try to fix it. You might whisper something to your emotion. This belongs. It's okay. I accept this. You could even say yes. I is for investigate. And this is a chance to investigate your body. Are you experiencing anything in a certain place? Is it in your neck or your chest or your belly? I often feel things in my lower back. It can be anywhere in your body. It can be a headache. It can be your left hip. I think all of you have had the experience of knowing where an emotion is showing up for you. And you can ask, what does that vulnerable place need from you? It's really important to bring the, your attention to that felt sense in your body. It's kind of how this tool works, is to, it is that connection. Rather than going off with, in your mind of why you're feeling this emotion and who did what to you, that's really not what this is about. This is to connect with your body. And so the N is to nurture yourself with, with self-compassion. I'm going to put my hand right here. Because that kind of, if you can put your hand in a place that would help you nurture that emotion, and what can you actively give right now? If you touch that place, you can just say a mental whisper, which is, I'm here with you. I love you. I'm listening. Trust in that goodness. Trust in your goodness. And be very tender with yourself. There is no disappointment here. There is no blaming. It's pure loving. And, and envision being bathed in love. And when I thought of this, I thought of the, the great clouds of rainbow colors just coming over you and covering you. 
If it's hard for you to bring up that love for yourself at this moment, envision a spiritual being, such as for me, it might be Kuan Yin and it might be many of you. I notice there are several of you have Kuan Yin's on your altar. It could be some other spiritual being. It could be a really close friend who you know would love you if they could right now. It could be a grandmother who is alive now or has passed on, but you know she loves you no matter what. So just feel that love flow through you. Feel it from the inside and and feel it from outside of you if you need to. Feel the love in the universe. You can be your own bodhisattva. Yes. Take a breath again. And another one. So after the rain. I always like the after the rain part. You can imagine the smells that are coming in. So remember, there may be a shift going on for you now. Um... Remember that you belong to love. And notice the natural freedom of your being after you've given yourself this gift. It's awesome. And it's really magical too. I hope that you will use this tool um, for yourself at any time when you need that compassion and you recognize that there's a way to give that to yourself. There's a way to open yourself up to that. And I wanted to say one more thing, Lisa, before I let you go. Um, I've been an apprentice this last year uh, with Renee and Terry and Carrie and Bridget, who you've all met by now. And it's been a life-changing experience for me. I've done quite a bit of learning about shamanism and training. Um, But I think it was the winds were calling to me because I think the winds have created change and understanding um, for me about the world that I've never had before. And it's been wonderful. So I just wanted to say that If you are thinking about doing it, 
I encourage you to take that step if it's something you feel like you can do this year. The people that are involved are, are all here in a way that, that where they've just thrown themselves into the work. And there was so much love in our group. And in fact, I just couldn't say goodbye to it. So I signed up again for next year. <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to seeing some of you as well. So I'm going to say goodbye. Welcome to the 10th annual I Am Winter Solstice Symposium and Fire Tenders Gathering. We are excited to offer this container for you to celebrate during these darker days of December from December 20th through January 2nd. We will be having live events every day in the Wind Clan. There will also be a recording available for you if you've given us your email address over at IamSymposium.com. And there's an opportunity to purchase this whole series if you don't think you can be with us live. So again, welcome, and we look forward to being with you throughout.